Hi, this is Nicole, CEO of Tricord Consulting. We're a certified management consulting company. If you have ever worked for an amazing organization, collaborated on a productive team, or completed an individual project that kept you engaged, energized, and motivated, then you're sure to know the importance of people strategy. This is what we do. We help companies large and small identify what keeps their employees engaged, motivated, and empowered. So if you're a supervisor, manager, or leader who would like to strengthen your team or discover how to hire right, and keep your employees engaged, let us show you how. Contact us today for a free no-obligation talent assessment at www.tricourtconsultingllc.com. Our focus is you. We're now listening to Keeping the Balance, KTB Podcast. Join us as we examine life as men, confronting tough issues, raw and unfiltered. Keeping it real while keeping the balance. This is the KTB Podcast. Welcome to the KTV Podcast. I am your host, Ernie, and my man, Red. Yo, what's going on, baby? We're back. Yes, that's right. After a long vacation. I think it's been almost a month. It's been too long. How about that? We've been busy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been busy. A lot of things going on. We want to go ahead and and dive right into this. Uh, We are keeping the balance, and we're over here trying to bring a little bit of balance to your life and bring a little bit of uh, truth. And real life experiences today, we have two of our very own pastors from our church. Uh, my brother here, Vince Ramirez, and my brother Milton Reynoso. Vince, can you say what's up, my brother? Hey, what's going on, guys? Milton. Hello, hello. <laughs> so this is actually Vince's first time on, but Milton uh, was probably one of the... Uh, pioneers of the podcast right there from the beginning of the inception Mm. of uh the the whole idea of uh recording conversations that's right that's right man so he's a veteran he's he's a veteran coming back but this time he's a veteran with experience oh i feel left out (laughs) 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 no but we are we are finishing up and recapping our harvesters here at the Norfolk Potter's house, man. And uh, yeah, we definitely want to highlight some of the things that happened. And it would only be suitable to have uh, some pastors come and speak on, on what just happened. The very first time that we recorded something like this, we yep. named it When Heroes Come Home. When Heroes Come Home, and that was a year ago. And that was a year so ago. So we've been doing this for a year, and we're only on episode 21. So what does that say? That means we're slacking. <laughs> that means we got to stop being But lazy. COVID was crazy, so that's our excuse. That's right, man. So let's dive into this, man. My brother Vince, can you please uh, introduce yourself? Tell us uh, where you're at and what your family looks like, man. Yeah, so uh, Vincent Ramirez, pioneering in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, beautiful wife, best friend. Uh, two boys, seven and four, warriors, soldiers. Young lions. Come on, somebody. Arrows in the quiver. 
My wife calls it toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, so goes the war. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So we've been there about two years now. Uh, survived COVID, all that nonsense. But yeah, man, there we are. Come on. And we also got our brother Milton Reynolds. So Milton, tell us a little bit of something by yourself, man. Praise God. Uh, yeah. Um, just headed over to Ch- um, Chesapeake. Um, <clears throat> Chesapeake, Virginia, with my family, my wife, and three of my four daughters. The oldest stayed behind in our home church in Norfolk. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're taking Jesus uh, to Chesapeake. Come on. And um, there was a work already there that we took over from the previous pastors, Pastor Baron Dritt and his wife. And uh, we were blessed, man. You know, the building was already set up, equipment. We just had to go go there and, and start. And so, yeah, we just hit the ground running. <clears throat> and uh, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to be there with your family, supporting you. My girls are uh, all teenagers and young adults. How many, so, girl, how many girls you got? Three right now with us. Um, High school age and college age, and um, very helpful, very impactful. Um, you know the the people. You know when you when you're socializing with people and people come into your church, you know it's they gravitate. They, people gravitate to see people. Yeah. And when they walk in and they see your family, and you know whether whether they're six and seven years old or whether, you know, God does it, but to have your family there and the, your, the way your family functions. It's from the, it's the first impression. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'll go with that and, and leave that there where, just to say that it's a blessing to be there uh, with my family. That's what I'm talking That's about. That's awesome. That is, man. And so this last year, and we, we, you know, we talk about when heroes come home and in, in a way it's not to try to puff anyone up, but the reality is, to a lot of people who are just regular churchgoers, what you guys have chosen to do with your lives goes above and beyond the normal call of duty, so to speak. Yeah. Where it's like, it's not your everyday, let's go to church on Sunday with the family. This is your, you're choosing to uproot your life and go somewhere to a different city and establish a work of God. And that's admirable. And so whenever we say when heroes come home, there's it's not just to say it. Right. You know, and, and so Vince, man, you've got two little ones, two young lions that you're training up. That's right. Tell, man, can you can you tell us a little bit about what that transition was like going from being here and then being establishing something new? Yeah, it was uh, it was tough, man. It was tough. We, you know, you know how we we operate here. We're a thousand miles an hour. You know, we're always on the move, constantly. Go, 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 man. And so, um, it was actually, it was a, uh, it was a uh, quite of a ride, man. When we when we got out there a couple months, a uh, couple months in, we were getting settled in, getting you know acquainted with the area, and uh, we started seeing some shifts in the kids because you know they were going through withdrawals. All they know is, all they know is Mama Church. Right. 
I think we talked about this before too. Yeah, they're and friends so, and stuff. Friends, yeah, no, but it it actually started playing out physically. Like for instance, with Vince, man. Um, one day, I'm just you know I'm loving up on them. You know, after I get off of work, just catching up with them, talking to them, and um, I see him. His thumb is tucked into his. He's he's got his thumb balled up in his fist, and I said, "Dude, what are you doing?" And uh, he doesn't want to show me his thumb, and so I open his fist and. You know, uh, he's missing a chunk of his thumb. And there's, there's, there's like, he, so it turns out he's been biting his thumb. And so we're like, what are you doing, man? Like, this is, this is new. And, you know, so naive at the time, like, uh, just not aware of what was really going on. So we take him into the doctor and the doctor's like, man, we got to get this treated uh, or it's going to get infected. And uh, that's got to be a pretty big chunk. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't. I mean, it, it wasn't like he took a bite, but there was fl- it was open, raw flesh, yeah. Yeah. right? So th- there was a substantial amount of flesh gone, yeah, you know. And so uh, the doctor, the doctor asked us, uh, you know, he said, has there been any big changes in your guys' life recently? I was like, yeah, well, you could say that. It's like, <laughs> how come I didn't catch this sooner? Right. You know, and yeah. uh, I took it like a ton of bricks because, I mean, you know, in, in the hustle and bustle of trying to, you know, you know how you know what we do, man. We try to mm-hmm. hit the ground running and stuff like that. Like I completely neglected, you know, and that was like my first experience with like, man, okay, I've already dropped the ball, right? And so before we left, uh, my wife and I had a conversation, and we were like, man, we, we what is this gonna be if we lose our kids in the process? Right, Ooh. right. And so like, issue number one, like, man, I'm like, okay, note taken. I got to be more vigilant when it comes to my sons. Right. Right. So, yeah, it was tough. Uh, Andy was still pretty young when we went out. Right. So not so much with Andy, but Vince. I mean, to the day we 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 crossed uh, we crossed the tunnel the other day and he's like, man, it feels so good to be home. Wow. You know, he's he's seven. Yeah. We left. He was five. Yeah. But it's like we come back to Norfolk and he's like, I I, I'm just so happy to be home, Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know. It's still a process. It's still a process, man. Yeah. It's yeah. still a process. It's something you hadn't factored in. To be honest with you, no. Yeah. You, you know, know you, we don't have, we don't, sometimes we don't think about the impact that the decisions that we make as an adult has on our kids, especially right, no. uprooting Absolutely. from everything that they know, everything yeah. they've been, uh, they've been experiencing since they've been alive yeah. is now suddenly changing. Yeah. And now they're in a city where they don't know anybody. They don't, they don't have any friends. And now it's like, where's, you know, where's so-and-so? Where's, where's Uncle Milton? You know, where's, where's this person? This trap, what's going on? And then that, that affects them. No, absolutely. So you point them out, mic up just a little bit. There mic we go. Up, Perfect. Mic up. Beautiful. So, uh, it was, it was a challenge, man. And so we had to, um, the good thing is, is that, uh, the, so the challenge is a little bit greater because they're homeschooled. Yeah. Right. And so the the church being at church, being involved in the church was like, uh, you know, their social interaction. That was their social activity. Right. Right. So, you know, homeschoolers already get this, you know, they they, they already have this, you know, stigma. this stigma yeah. that, man, your kid's going to be Anti-social socially awkward. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and be inside of a bubble. They're going to exactly. be weirdos. Yeah. 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 And and Vince is the complete opposite. Like he is a oh, he's social Butterfly. Abs- I don't want to say butterfly. Yeah. He's a social no, lion. He's a social lion. 
I no, like he's a way, he's I a like go getter, he, man. I like the way he corrected you real quick. Yeah, no, like but, the, no, the no, 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 You said butterfly. He said he's not a butterfly. He's you not remember, a butterfly. You guys remember that story? You guys, you guys remember that story that Pastor tells about that the butterfly man who house? didn't want to go to church because he wanted to take his son to the bu- the, ma- the mariposa house. The mariposa. <laughs> That's just fun to say. It is. <laughs> Mariposa. It is. We were in D.C., uh, Forgotten Country, yeah. and we were at the National, uh, at the Smithsonian. Okay. And they have a butterfly exhibit. <laughs> and Andrew, he's four years old. He's like, I want to go in there. I said, no. <laughs> I review, and, and I had Pastor in my ear, right? He's like, I was just like, I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> I'm not going to be the guy that took his son. And that'll be mariposa. the day Pastor comes up to you like, hey, so what'd you do? Where'd you take your son? Mm. To see some mariposas? <laughs> oh man, we went to medieval times. <laughs> no, nah, you went to the butterfly now, house. Now, so you're so Vin said something interesting to me earlier. What what was it that you told him to tell me? Tell him about heaven. Is that what you said? Yeah. So uh, we started doing a uh, devotional book, and it's uh, it's called Heaven Is for Real. I believe is the name of the book or heaven is, uh, yeah, I believe it's heaven is real mm-hmm. and it's a, a devotional and each chapter is describing a different, uh, a question is proposed and then it goes into a biblical explanation of that question. And so the, the, the question is from a kid's perspective. Nice. And so, uh, he's learning how to witness heaven in the process. And so that's how I kind of like reinforce what we go over. And so uh, I just gifted him a, a pocket Bible not too long ago. And so now he's like, like the other day he came up to me. And he was like, Dad, Revelations 21. This is the description of heaven. And right. I was like, bro, you're spot on, man. Wow. Spot on. You know, so it's, it's, it's just, you know, the, 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 the little things that, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, man, boy, bro, dad. Bro, that's awesome, man. Kidding oh, yeah. me? That's awesome, man. Yeah, I didn't have anything <laughs> like that growing up. No. And that's the arsenal like, that I would have in my pocket, in my, you know, in my, on my belt this day, if I started that young with scripture, oh yeah. my gosh, that he's going to be uh discipling nations by the age of 10. Come on. He's got to make that up for himself, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Rocky, Rocky told me something really profound. Um, this, uh, this harvesters and, uh, it was having to do with one of his kids and I'll never forget what he said, man. Uh, essentially what he told one of his kids is like, if you think I'm doing this for you, you're going to be sadly mistaken when you find out that what, whatever you choose to do in life, like I do this because I love people. Mm. I'm not doing this to be an example for you or for your life. Like, you know, what, no matter what you choose to do in life, like I am going to be right here because I love people and I love the love that I was given by my God. Right. And so, you wow. know, that's it's a different on another level of independent on God on your own. Yeah, for sure. Where it's like, Hey, you're, you're not going to get to heaven on the coattail. No. Of, yeah. On my coattail. Yeah. Even if I had one, you know? Yeah. yeah. Right. Because a lot of kids, especially pastors, kids, that's the mistake, right? right. The common misconception. Yeah. You run into grown men that will, yeah. you know, will mm-hmm. say, Oh yeah, I know God. My dad was a pastor. Right. My dad was a, my daddy was a preacher. Yeah. And it's like, man, that's um, that's almost like you you 
you're reassuring that there's a ticket to get you in yeah, heaven. Yeah, get into heaven free tickets. Yeah, like, yeah, get out of jail free card. Yeah. And, but what you just said, what, what Pastor Colonna said. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it's it's deep, man, because, oh. you, you know, at the end of the day, they have to make their own choice, right? Yeah. They have to make their own decision. We can only guide them to that, that, that intersection in the road and say, hey, listen, hey, it's up to you. The rest is up to you. Right. Right. And so, uh, you know, he did a... For home, for the, he's involved in a homeschool group once a, once a week. They meet up. They, it's called classical conversations. Really good, really good curriculum. Um, and, uh, so he has a little bit of social interaction there, but he made a board. Uh, it's, it's like a about me board and it's got like seven or eight questions and it's essentially designed so his classmates can get to know him a little bit quicker. Right. Right. So my name is fill in the blank. My hobbies are fill in the blank. And so he got to decorate this whole board. Right. And so he put firefighter preacher on what he wanted to be nice. and on, all on his own. Right. Like, yeah. and, you know, I'm not. Hey, this, no, dude. Like, right. Like, I t- like I said today, like uh, sometimes I don't even want to do this. Sometimes I, I, I still battle with if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. You know, like that's that's keeping it real. That's keeping yeah. it real, man. You know, uh, and and, you know. Uh, my wife is like, you know, well, before we left, and she's like, Vince. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, the, the the scary thing for me, right, is like, if I stand before God, okay, i rather God call me an idiot, right, and say, Vince, what the heck were you thinking than for God to be like, why didn't you? Right, even try. Even mm. try. Yeah. Like, you knew but you didn't do. Mm. So like, I rather get the other, you know, I rather yeah. get Absolutely. the former, right? Like yeah. you bonehead, <laughs> you yeah. had no business. Right. But you know, uh, there's been some pretty tangible things that have happened mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, yes. you know, I can be, I can be confident and I can be, you know, secure because things have transpired where you just like, you get some sort of, reassurance that things that have transpired since you've been out yeah absolutely right yeah like like you know visible things man like it just it it can't be um, reaffirming your decisions described by any other means man how how past morales would say it's not a coincidence coincidence hey Bro, he says it with such conviction, oh, man. I love it. It's such combat. Like, That's right. Like he's so sure. Right, right. Well, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll it's see. Not a coincidence. But the thing is. It's a test of love. Yeah. Will you emulate your pastor? Come on. I say it that way too, man. Yeah. Pastor, I love you. <laughs> That's a good saying. That's a good saying. <laughs> so, whose phone is that? Is that mine? So, we, we, we kind of hit bases on, um, on your boys, on how they dealt with it. What about your wife? Oh, um, Man, she's a hermit by nature. What do you like a non-social person? No way. She, not she. She does it really well. She does it really well. So, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's different, man. It's different. She she can do both things. Mm-hmm. You know, she can adapt and overcome. She's. I mean, you know, we've learned uh, when when Pastor when when you asked Pastor Colonna that question, like immediately, I thought of two words, right? And he got one of them. My other one was virtue, mm. virtue and resiliency, right? And virtue, the, the, the lifelong process of trying to 
have these values and morals, mm-hmm. right? But resiliency because you have to you have to l- learn how to love God regardless, man. Yeah. You know, and so even if even if, man, no doubt. And so you you take everything out of the picture and it's just you, you having to deal with yourself, right? So it's like that's when it gets real. That's yeah. when it's like, okay, let let me let me put what I've learned to the, to to work and uh, let me practice what I preach. Learn learn in the process. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean, there's there's times where she's like, "Man, I need I need some time. I need you to watch the boys." And and you know, that's that's really easy. Uh, I need to go out. I need to go blow some steam off because she's a, she's stay at home wife. She's a homeschool teacher. You know, mm. she's fully engaged. No, it, it, it's yeah. a lot. You know. I can complain and say, man, I've got a lot going on. But then, like, I, I look at her and I'm like, I wouldn't time. want that job. Yeah, it's a full time. Yeah, I know. They, and then some. They don't get enough credit. No. Yeah. Or no. appreciation, too. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Not not enough. Man. Yeah. So, and I mean, we can go off on a tangent on, like, the the burden that a pastor's wife holds. But we'll be here all day. But it's it's definitely a noble position. We've talked about it before briefly yeah. on what being a pastor's wife entails. And, um, you know, the wife has to be willing to do that. And if you, if you have a wife that is not willing to be a pastor's wife, it makes it that much harder when you're out there trying to do a work of God. And this is, this is not for me, of course, cause I'm not a pastor, but this is the general consensus. And we've heard this over the pulpit many times, many marriage retreats and homecoming, uh, harvesters homecomings. And, and that's just what it is. Your wife has to be on board. Yeah. Yeah, Pastor t- touched on it this evening. Yeah, and and he has over the years mm-hmm. preached to the the, the wives, the wives. But yeah, you know, just to piggyback off of Vince, it's it's a sacrifice that I really wasn't calculating myself beforehand as much. The emphasis really wasn't there, but the kids and the wife. You know, they, they, it's a total sacrifice, man. Total sacrifice from the kids. And at, th- at this point, you're realizing, because he's telling us his testimony from five and six-year-olds, that even how much they, they put into it. Right. And uh, so it's I, I, my eyes have been opened. That so you guys, right, Milton, shifting to you, Pastor Reynoso, uh, when you guys went, you have teenage girls mm-hmm. and a young college girl, whole mm-hmm. nother dynamic. Can you tell us a little bit about how, when you saw an evident shift or what that was as far as the transition for you guys from being a shift, how shift as in your, you, your them catching. You have a church that you are establishing and pioneering. And you're you're rolling up your sleeves to to dig into the city called Chesapeake. The shift it was uh, I want to say organic. It was it was a, as things were happening, yeah. as you're meeting people, as you're going on outreach, um, as you're as people are coming in. And uh, I, I don't know if I've heard about a lot of churches where they start off or. You have a lot of women. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a blessing. Yeah. Capital, bold letters, highlighter, <laughs> the whole shebang. Walk in and it's like, 
you know, yes, the women were coming in, and it's, but I have my family here, which is all women. So it was like an immediate magnet and, and linking, and, and it's just been, it's been very helpful. And like Pastor was saying today, and, you know, the wife being home and, and meeting up with the ladies and cooking and eating, and then those people come to church because they've been hanging out with your wife and kids all day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, it's been a blessing. And that lady was here today, Ebony. They helped me. You know? So, yeah. But um, the shift happened as things were happening. and But it, they're still happening. The shifts yeah, this, are still happening. It, 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 yeah. I, I was just giving them a little, as we're going, moving along, a little bit of a little nugget for them, could the teens, and, and teaching them that you're a large part of this. I'm, I'm not doing this on my own, but I, 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 half of them are women, but half of them are, are young too, the people yeah. coming out. They're teens. And so I'm like, look, that's your fruit. And when you go someplace mm-hmm. and, or, or, you know, worry about them, have a concern for them. Because, yeah, something happens to them. You know, who's going to repair that? Right. You. <laughs> All the work you put into it, something happens to them, they get injured. You know, emotionally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. Right. That's your work. You just allowed to flush out the toilet. Mm. How do you feel about that? And and they take, they, they, now they feel concerned. And you know what? Taking ownership yeah. over that. Yeah. And so, because there's only so much I could do with teenage girls. Absolutely. In discipleship. Yeah, right. come on now. Yeah. I can right. love them and from a, you know, from a little bit of a distance. Right, as a pastor. And I tell them, look, you got my support, especially yeah. a lot of these people, you know, teens and the youths, broken families, there's no dad. Right. You know, you, Pastor Vincent shared some uh, testimony where, you know, you become a father in some of these broken homes. Right. A father figure. So, you know, all that dynamic. But and you inherit that, not mess, so to speak, but that process that they've been going through, you inherit that. And you as the pastor, as the family that's pastoring that church, have to try to do your best, right, to put your hands, to roll up those little sleeves and get in. For sure. Get dirty. I feel like you mentioned earlier about the heroes. You know, that that could be a whole lesson in itself. Who are the heroes? Right. right? You know, who are the heroes and what are heroes? Because in reality... This this training has started from Mama Church, mm-hmm. following your pastor's footsteps. The training, the work, the work. All, all, I, I've realized, <laughs> being and I've only been out. Pastor Vince here has been out for two years. I've only been out for what three or four months. Three or four months in Chesapeake, folks. Come and visit. 1455, 1457 Mount Pleasant Road. <laughs> <laughs> nice Chesapeake, plug. baby. Nice plug. <laughs> but um. I've realized that <laughs> outreach uh, <laughs> that um the work is um it, it's it's from the training from it, it, all it is is an extension it's not really there's no i don't feel like i'm I'm even worthy of labeling myself you know a hero or it, it, i i they try some few people have most heroes don't feel qual- most heroes don't feel qualified they they're just barely starting to say pastor and i'm still not i'm still like walking straight ahead 
Like not even and, uh, hey, not pastor. even acknowledging hey, like he pastor. can't be talking and to I'm me. Like, like, oh, you're talking to oh, me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, he called me a pastor. Oh snap. I guess that is me. My point is is that not nothing fishy, but my point is is that um it's just an extension of what we're already doing here at home in Norfolk Church. The only I see it as a, a sense of responsibility, like, hey, like Pastor said it also, he said it, hey, these guys, there's just cream of the crop. They were going above and beyond here. And so I, I can, in other words, I can trust them. Hey, I need you to go and do the same thing over there. So anyway, I... I don't know why I said that, but I just that's, that, that's that's the humility of Milton, though. That's who Milton is, brother. Milton is so humble. I mean, I mean, I'm I can say that you you're not gonna say that about yourself, but that's just something that I've observed over the years. But me personally, I feel like you know the heroes never really look at themselves as heroes. All of the the civilians are the ones that are like, he's a hero, he's a hero, and then you ask the hero, "Are you a hero?" and look off into the sunset, and they're like, "No, I'm not a hero." <laughs> But that's what it is. No, but you, you you know, like right now, Pastor, you got Pastor Gonko over there, man, in the fire. Yeah, in Brazil. Pastor Dominguez, bro. Who in helps Kazakhstan. Pastor Dominguez outreach? In, in Kazakhstan. Who, who yeah. does he help or who comes out to help him? Right. I'm over here crying to Pastor Colonna. Hey, Pastor Colonna, can you send a team? Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Think about me. <laughs> who, does, who does that for Kazakhstan and Brazil and. Places where COVID is rampant and you can't fly there anyway. We're going on a rampant. But even Pastor Colonna. Yeah. You know, been there 15 years, blood, sweat, and tears. That's admirable. Pastor Hernandez in Chicago. Yeah. You know, I I, I, I admire those guys. Those guys are heroes. And and my pastor, for sure, Pastor Pastor Shespansky, the, the way that you threw, you threw in there, you reiterated how he said, and I'm going on a rant here. But so cut me off at any time. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'll stop. No, there. but but no, you hey, you're you're on to something because you're right, and I did catch that when when Pastor Ramirez here the referenced message. that reference that he caught what on the meaning Suspansky. of a marriage. Yeah, man, can you can you uh, can you give can you bless us with that, man? What did you say that past that you that you caught with Pastor and his pastor? So he was, his uh, his dad was dying. He Pastor was in the hospital. Pastor Suspansky's dad was in uh, in the hospital on his deathbed. Uh, I didn't catch where, exactly where Pastor Suspansky was at, but he got the call from one of his relatives, his sister. He was overseas. He was overseas. Right. Yeah. He okay. Didn't fly immediately. So his wife calls him, and she's like, "Pop is dying." So he said, "Get on the first flight out of here, and go and minister to him." Go and, you know, go and give him the gospel. Go pray for him. And uh, and he said, when when you get there, well, he, w- he was dealing with some issues, right, where he, he, he wasn't talking. Right. He wouldn't. Pastor Spansky's dad had stopped talking for three months, right, I believe. Right. Wouldn't talk to anybody. So so hmm. he told his wife, he told Miss Vanita, when you get there, tell Pop that it's Vanita and Dave and he went on to describe how the two become one in marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, it just blew my mind where, like, you know, because, you know, as men, we think of, like, authority, right? And we think of, like, dominion. 
Right. Right. We think of like, I just think like, you know, from a military standpoint, like the on-scene commander, when something goes down, who takes charge of the situation, right? Right. And so uh, he sends his wife to be the on-scene commander speaking for him. With that authority. With that authority. Like, I am here on behalf of my husband. Yeah. And I have his full backing. And that was so powerful, bro. Yeah. Like, that is so beautiful, man. Yeah, it is. It's so beautiful that, that, you know, they've been married for 50 years. Yeah. I'm just estimating, man. But he's like, when she speaks, she speaks for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's king, king and queen that's status, The bro. ultimate unity and right absolutely. there. Absolutely. To, to bring another balance to that is, you know, how women are gentle. Mm-hmm. But for her to speak, to, to follow her man's lead, so no, to speak. No doubt. And go on his request and not only speak, but speaking with that same authority to have that boldness to say, no, I'm here. Right. Because there were family members, he said, that they were in the waiting room mm-hmm. at, at the hospital looking at her because she showed up by herself. Yeah. And they're looking at her. They know who she is. They know they don't feel love for Pastor Suspansky. They don't like him. And here she shows up and probably giving her dirty looks. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing here? I think he even said that, like people yeah. looked at her and even asked her, what are you doing here? Like, you don't belong here. And mm-hmm. she, with that boldness still. So it's, that's, when you said that, that's what, what dawned on my mind is, dude, she went and it's awesome when the two become one is what you said, which is beautiful. But then also when she went, she went with his authority and flexed it. Yeah, Wasn't no doubt. afraid to flex that. Trump card. And, and, and the dad reacted and yep. spoke to her he turned around and said hey hey what's up acknowledging yeah. that is yeah that uh, supernatural backing and he, sh- he he passed shortly after that yeah it's crazy amazing bro it's crazy now that was that was uh that was definitely a a revelation of a nugget that you dr- that that you dropped there that a lot of people saw it was like dang son that was <laughs> Where'd that come from, man? That it's, was it's good. called that was... it's called the last minute scramble for come a nugget, on. man. <laughs> but that's also <clears throat> that's also a, a powerful yeah. uh, revelation of uh, relationships, yeah. right? You know, because he had it, he has it first with his wife, but then to know your dad mm-hmm. and to know what what's gonna what's gonna reach him, and to say hey, it's me, Vanita, and Dave. You mm-hmm. know, that he he knows exactly what it's gonna it's gonna take. Where everybody else has tried everything. Yeah. Yeah. He's not talking to us. But he's not going to talk to everybody you. else doubts yeah. mm-hmm. your dominion. Everybody else is doubting your ability. Mm-hmm. But he's right. like, look, this is, this is, besides everything, this is from God. Right. This is what I, I, you know, I'm involved in godly things here. Yeah. And that, that, that to me, relationships, man. It also shows you that it wasn't her first time doing that either mm-hmm. oh, right I didn't even think about and like that, if you if you think about it like even from a parenting standpoint right like oh, yeah. i'm speaking when when i speak like when she speaks to her kids like you better watch out because i'm speaking on behalf of dave suspansky right hmm. and and so this isn't this isn't like he, he had to explain to her like listen i'm giving you this use it like no no no, no. she already had it he was just telling like hey Use it. Right. Use mm-hmm. it. And so, yeah, no, it was, it's powerful, man. And, and then the, 
and to have that unity. Yeah. To to be able to do something yeah. like that. A trans because that's you said that and it reminds me of when I've used it or when my wife has flexed my authority with my kids. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. where where it's like, Hey, I'm telling you this and you're not responding to me the way that you would respond if if dad were to tell you this. Now now do you do you want me to get your dad or do you want to just listen to because I'm telling you this because this is what your dad would tell me to tell you mm-hmm. or this is what your dad would tell you right and you know she's flexed that right before and I think about that and I'm like man that is true how it's it just comes naturally as far as experience goes but that's on a whole nother level bro a whole different level that's on a whole nother level of yeah. authority as far as the unity because I mean come on let's keep it real our 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 are our marriages perfect? Heck no. Mine isn't. You know, it's not perfect. But can it get to a place where we can we can coexist, not only coexist, but prosper, bro? Mm-hmm. You know, as a marriage in pushing forward what we want to do for God. And operating as one. Right. But it's so deep, though, man. Like, he's so comfortable in his role. Yeah. That he's willing to surrender that authority, right? You spend you spend the first five years, right? Outside of salvation, it's even worse. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't even know why people get married outside of the church anyway. No. Right? <laughs> I, I told the teens. I told the teens. I'm like, listen, if you're gonna blow your life apart, don't get married, man. Like, it's it's a dummy. Like, why remove God <laughs> from His institution? Only mm-hmm. to try to make it work outside. You get the married in the church and then like leave the church. It, 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 yeah, but anyway, <laughs> never like, go back. I'm that's, tired. That's another one. That's another. that's a whole another one. I'm sorry, but <laughs> you know, it, it shows like you know, it shows that they are well aware of their roles and responsibilities. Yeah. And I, for, you know, I'm I'm a 60 year old man. I don't know how old Pastor Sispanski is, but. He's been in the ministry for like 40 years, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So let's just say 20, yeah. 20 before, right. let's just say 60. He looks really good for his age. Shout out, Pastor Suspense. Hey, mm-hmm. man, my man's a beast he's on, a ox. on the ski slopes too. He's an ox. Yeah. So, but, you know, he's like, man, hey, use this. Yeah. I'm okay if you use it. Yeah. Because we both know where it is. We we both know where it belongs. And, you know... Uh, if if she needs to use it for a season, I'm okay with that. You know, like it's like a holy power of attorney. No, absolutely. Well, so this is what the world would would call a power couple. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Right. This is what in yeah. the media that you would say that's right. a power couple. Yep. You yeah. know, like they would compare Jay Z and Beyonce. Oh, the power couple. You know, the power right. and this and that. That's the uh, comparison of the world. But this is in a whole no. New this area, is this is know? real power because this is. Not in the moment, but longevity. Bro. Yeah, right. It, 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 uh, you know, healthy. You gotta, you gotta build. You gotta work for that, man. Yeah. You know, but that's it's the ultimate goal is to be comfortable and for the, you know, for there not to be a power swing, mm. and for both people in that relationship to be equally right, right, equally um, invested. Yeah, not just invested, but to have uh, the same amount of authority, the same right. amount of right. It, it's it's equal. It's not you know. And there's no fighting for no, the authority. Right. No, it's it's a you know you, you know your position. You exactly. play that position perfectly. Yeah, and when you do that, there's cohesion between the two. That was a that statement was that could be like a whole forty five minute masterclass. Yeah, no 
Okay, yeah. Well. He could, he could, you silly boys. <laughs> you silly boys, take notes. Yeah. Take notes. You know, because, you know, half of, half of our battles, and just as me, me speaking, keeping it real on my own experience in, in my marriage, right? You know, from a parenting standpoint to how we operate in the house, like sometimes it's, it's like, me not recognizing where I need to be and me uh, thinking my wife needs to be doing this when really it's, it, you know, it's it's just all over the place. It's miscommunication. Miscommunication, right? confusion, mm-hmm. right? Not being on the same page. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. so he's like, same, same here. Yeah. he's like, we're on the same sheet over here. Yeah. <sighs> mm. Silly boys. Right. And, and it's and it's her willingness. It was her willingness also to... Yeah. To go through that, uh, how far are you willing to go to be that help helpmate? Right, you know, to travel, leave, drop everything, your comfort zone to go over there and know you're going to get ridiculed and mocked mm-hmm. by the family that dislikes you. Yeah, side eyed and attitude, and, and 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 keep your heart right. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's right, man. Well, since we're on the the uh, the topic of wives now, Milton, how did Zulema, your wife? She writes incredible sermons. <laughs> I knew it. No, I'm just <laughs> Bro, you're a trip, dude. Milton over here committing plagiary. <laughs> at the end of his sermons, they're all like cited by him. I love you. Zulema's at the end of them. <laughs> oh, your wife might listen to this, bro. <laughs> She's going to listen to it. Oh, you're in trouble. And if she doesn't, Katushka's going to no, listen no, to no, it. And she's like, hey, mom, check this it's out. It's all love. It's all love. She knows I got to throw a joke in there. <laughs> we, 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 we learned the boxing from, from you, from the Pena family. Oh, and, Lord. Uh, <laughs> we just don't wear any gloves. You guys, you guys are a bunch bare of bare knuckle, boxers, bare knuckle boxing in my house. <laughs> well, bro, honestly, I mean, your wife can give you inspiration for a sermon, though, right? God can speak through your wife, absolutely, right? Yeah, for sure. Wife, kids. That's not somebody. that's not false doctrine, is it? No, it's life. <laughs> it's life, right? I help me, and that's in more than one area, right? Sure. No, I'm not saying that she sit, she just, uh, sit down and write the entire thing, but no, a good wife encourages. Right? Yeah. You know, a sermon can start from a conversation, and you know, and she Vince got she something can to say. You. What's up? A good, I believe a good a good wife will encourage you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I rather, I'd rather a good wife encourage me on a topic than you know the vice versa. That's true. Oh, that's that stunk. <laughs> Ooh, come on, that can kill you. Tear a man yeah. down. So, anyway, uh, I didn't allow you to finish the question. What was it about the wives? Yeah, no, no. Just how did how did she uh, kind of deal with the transition from going from Mama Church to pioneering the church in Chesapeake? You know, believe it or not, speaking of Mama Church in Chesapeake, I'll bring this up because I have my brother here. Come on. But um, <clears throat> leaving Mama Church was actually a lot more difficult than what we had anticipated mm. as a matter of fact since i have the brother here i'll go ahead and put myself on on the <laughs> guillotine <laughs> but um so vince pastor vince went out two years ago and it was him and eric pizarro were out and and they were always come you remember you, they were always 
every concert, every event, they would be down here. And I used to make fun of them. Guys, man, come on, bro. For the record. For the record. Cut the umbilical cord. Get out of here, man. Stop coming over here, man. I can count on two hands how many times I've been back to Norfolk. Two hands. In in two years. And besides, look, <laughs> it, it could have been two times. Is but, it like uh, graduating high school like and then Pastor going back? Pastor G just said, oh, how the tables have turned. It's my turn. I'm on the guillotine. All right. Mm. I'm putting my. <laughs> no, but that means we get to chop you up. If you're sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but don't worry. I've already been. Hey, you guys should add. I've already been made slushy. <laughs> You guys should add his whistle as a hot button. I, I, yeah, we yes. need to do that. That's actually been an idea for a long time. So, can we get the whistle real quick? No, by, we'll, we'll do it after. By the way, <laughs> uh, the 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 relationships, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's just so many things, so many. But it's like, you know, when I joined, we the, miss you too, Milton. It's crazy because I joined the Navy, right? And I thought it was like this big, big bad rebel and whatever, and I needed to join the Navy, get away from my family. And like first week into boot camp and Ricky Sunday writing letters, I'm crying out my, my, my letters back home were like soaked in tears. And it was it was very similar to that. It was almost like God just shoving it into my face and making fun of me. You know, God has a sense of humor. But so I'm I'm all like, Yeah, Florida you know, I wanna go to Florida, I don't care, I'll go anywhere to the ends of the earth. <laughs> I'm over here 30 minutes away in Chesapeake, and, uh, you know, I'm crying myself to sleep. I could have been somewhere closer. <laughs> <laughs> crying myself to sleep. Is there somewhere else in Norfolk you're going to wait? You know, but anyway, but, um, yeah, how the tables have turned, if you. Anyway, props. Ma- Ma- Mama Church is wonderful to have, uh, you know, the family connection and all that, the support. It's very helpful. And the wife adjusted very well. Um being to see the difference in the that that we can be used, period. You know, we 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 were jacked up, man. We were jacked up coming into the church, and for many years in the church, we were jacked up, like a lot of us. And uh, I'm just putting that out there to say that, man, it's a powerful thing that God has done. You know, to have to be to say that, that He can use us, but and then so my wife still misses Norfolk. Though. I'm I'm like this Sunday. We were talking Saturday. We're like, she was like, "Don't you miss Norfolk?" I was like, "Now, three months later, I'm like, now, not as much. I'm like completely convinced. I'm like, I, I, I miss the fact that I w- we won't be there on Sunday in Chesapeake to do what we were supposed to be doing. There's somebody could be coming out, you know, all these little things, right? And so, anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. So, so. Pastor Vince touched on something earlier, and you know what? You saying that just brought a question that I'd like to ask you guys right now. In the mm. moment, just you know, just um, what is it called? Speed round question. Um, you referenced uh, the question on asking on that I that I asked Pastor Colonna. You know, on with in two words. Can you mm. can you can you tell me what would it take to pioneer? A church in two words, right? And so that's the question that I asked him and a couple of other the, uh, of the pioneer pastors that have been out there for a couple of years, right? And it's the amazing thing about that is that what they said, they didn't know who I asked. They just thought that I was just asking them. And, but I asked a number of them and I wrote it all down on the board 
And as I'm looking at it and I'm observing it, and I'm like, man, they're seeing the same thing and not even knowing. So, but here's one thing that I realize is that here being in Mama Church, being in church, right? And these are the training grounds, so to speak, for the men, men that are that are wanting to be men of God, men that are wanting to be disciples, men are that are willing to come under a headship and authority. In two words, what advice would you give men here that are preparing themselves to go one day? Vince. You go first. Oh, can I get three? You, you can get, I think for the sake of the conversation. Five, okay, I'll get three. A few okay. words. I'll a few words. words. So, yeah, let me and, not limit and because I have, a, uh, I have an advantage being that, you know, it was already in the sermon and stuff like that, right? Ah, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but during the sermon, like I mentioned earlier, I had... Virtue and resiliency. Rocky had resiliency as well, right? Right. But uh, I'll say three, and it's based off of a pastor, Wayman Mitchell, quote. And he said, and this can this can be applied to uh, running a business. This could be applied to, uh, you know, the church world. This could Across the board, man. Um, pastor Wayman Mitchell said, pioneering will produce three things in your life. Death, honesty, and humility. Right. And in any venture of your life, when things get hard, you're going to face these three things. Right. Death. Right. This could be sacrifice. This could be right. This could be picking up your cross daily. This could be dying to yourself. Right. Honesty. Things aren't going the way that I anticipated taking ownership of things. Right. And humility. Right. Like heroes. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, come on, Milton asks, are you live streaming? Who am I live streaming to? (laughs) I don't want to see my, I don't want to see myself on the internet. Yeah. Preaching to myself. You know, like you got to be honest. You got to be honest with yourself. Right. Small potatoes. Right. I get it. Vision. We're, 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 we're branding. Right. That's, that's what we're doing. Right. We're, we're, we're creating a brand, uh, promoting ourselves, but I'm not going to promote myself. You got to be honest with yourself, man, you know, and so death, honesty and humility, of course. And all of these three things really do lead into what Rocky was talking about. But uh, I think for a broader conversation, those three are those th- three are pretty solid. That's yeah. no, that's good stuff. And I, lo- I love the way that it applies to not only because we, we we may have people who are listening. We have a a a a different group of variety of people that listen to this podcast right it's not like a whole bunch of people listen to it but for the small group that we have uh people are just regular average joes right or maybe yep. have an inspiration or, or are inspired to want to start a business you're gonna have to die to yourself die to yep. the things that you would normally like to do just to see something else grow yeah and you're gonna have to be honest with yourself whether where you're at is really where you need to be at and then practice humility in if you're not there, then don't act like everything's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Lower yourself to be like, no, no, no. I, yeah. Let me let me start over again if yeah. I need to. And then for us guys here at Mama Church that are aspiring to want to go and preach the gospel one day in the training grounds, putting that into practice, I think, is because what you practice here is what you'll eventually do out there when you're out pioneering. Right. And that's something that pastor has said that it has been seared into my mind which is definitely definitely key man 
So that's that's all. Thank thank you for that. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, no, that I uh, that's good stuff. I have that one written down. Daily, man, you gotta, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta. My dad gave me a CD. Funny story. My dad gave me a CD in uh, my senior year of high school, and uh, he was like, "Hey, you gotta listen to this." And I would drive to, I would drive, you know, a mile down the road to school. Right. And so it's like this techno beat when it starts up and I'm like, what in the world is going on? (laughs) But it's like, and it's like, you are powerful. (laughs) It's affirmations, right? And I'm like, he's lost his mind. (laughs) He's lost his mind. I roll the window down and throw the CD out the window. I'm like, this guy has lost his marbles. And the next day he's like, can I get my CD back? (laughs) (laughs) i need it for my daily motivation but it's like you know and then you 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 mature and you realize the power of affirmations yeah right and it's like so huge in my in my home like you know i i affirm the boys Mm -hmm. i affirm the boys i have to affirm myself every morning i have to affirm myself on sunday mornings wednesday nights right like (laughs) you know no, and, and actually, it just that the fact that you said that, you, you have to affirm your boys, man. The fact that you did that over the pulpit tonight, I, I caught that. And I was like, man, if there's ever an instant where a kid will feel super special is when his dad affirms his actions and calls him a, a lion yeah. over the pulpit. That's right. I know, man, I know he had to, just, man, his heart was just like, and yeah, and that's my dad. Did you hear that? A simple introduction. It was so great, bro. It was, it was great. And I caught that. I was like, man, I know little Vince really appreci- appreciated that right yeah. now. Yeah, man. Lions, bro. Yeah, that was man. good. Was, come on. That's awesome, man. I admired yeah. that a Praise lot. Praise God. Pastor Reynoso, can you, uh, in in a few words, I'm not going to limit you, man. Pastor Reynoso. This is like the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like like Vince said. After hearing, and, and if I can make any suggestion, if you, anybody who's listening to this, watch the Harvesters, Simmons, <laughs> Norfolk Potter's House. You're so meek right now. Because, um, but you can't top the way that Pastor Colonna broke it down. No, no. There's you can't no, top that. You there's know? no top in that. And just to put love just covers everything, right? He said love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that that's a broad... That's a broad term. I mean, for business, right? Uh, for for the diverse listeners, right? Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't love what you're doing, it's gonna fail. That's yeah, yeah. If you don't love and care for your employees, yeah. it's gonna fail. I took a I took a class, and the the opening statement that the instructor gave, he's like, "If you don't love what you're doing, you need to find something else." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. My goodness, we could we could turn these mics off right now. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be and the so, end. That'd so, be the mic. so all of these things if essentially lead to it, it leads back to love. Right. Mm-hmm. You have in order to sacrifice, you have to love. You have to what something has to be driving. Right. You. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's you have to be driven, to. not motivated, because motivation fades. Being driven is you have a purpose a and force. you're you constantly working towards that. Yeah. What so, meme did you read that off? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shut up! It was, that was a, good. I, That's saw, good. I saw it in the funnies That's in the good. paper. Put that on your podcast on your Instagram. <laughs> you know, it, it's a good one, and, and it's true because motivation does fade. But when you're driven and you and you believe in your why, why are you doing this? When your why is very clear and apparent to you, then you will continue to do that no matter what. Have, 
Have Have you recently read a book by Andy Andrews? What is it? Because he says that I just finished an audio book, man. And, and it was I don't think I read. I cheat. It. I died. I cheat. I, I didn't. I, don't, I didn't read that. One. I read um. Start with why. Okay. And I believe that was the title of it. Gotcha. And it was, and that's pretty much the basis of it. And it, it, it's not a, it's not a Christian book, but a lot of things you can take it and apply it to what we do. Right. Whether it be outreach or winning souls or planning a church, like why are you doing it? There's one that I, that I finished reading and I literally just finished reading it a couple of days ago and it's why you should sweat the small stuff. Mm. And he talks about a word. A three-letter word as simple as why mm-hmm. can change your destiny. Absolutely. When you ask, because it's, it's powerful knowing how. Mm-hmm. A word that's just how is very powerful. Because if you know how to make a business run, that's powerful. That's, that's weight. If you know how to make money, if you know how to invest, then that's weight. But to know why you're doing it, what, which goes into what's driving you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on a whole nother yeah. scale of how, you know, and so that's that's powerful. And right it becomes there. a little a little bit harder to explain for some people. The, like you look because, like you said, why? Uh, how do you make cell phones? Okay, well, we take these microchips and then we put them in this and then we the screens and all this. Right. But why do you make cell phones? Okay, well, we want to change the way that people interact with these. That goes a lot deeper. It goes a lot deeper, and and it forces you to think a little bit differently. That's right. And and it, to dig deeper to the, the root of it and what drives you. Well, that goes to the story that Vince probably can uh, remember. But in training for sh- in the shipyard, they're using the testimony from NASA. Okay. And they went around and, and you know, talking to different people, different trades. Well, they, there was a guy, like a custodian in the NASA, and he's sweeping the floor. Mm-hmm. And they're going around asking people, you know, how the, the climate of the of the environment. And they're like, so, sir, what, what, what are you doing today? I'm putting a spaceship in the moon. Mm-hmm. Like, what was his response? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're sweeping the floor. No, no, no. I'm part of putting that rocket in the moon. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, the why. He understands the why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's doing what he's doing. Yeah. Wow. There was a, a similar um, story like that. There was a, a couple of um, masons, right? They build buildings and stuff like that. And so there were, there was a lot of them working on this project and the project wasn't, you know, suspected to be finished until like 50 years. It was a huge project, but they were building a giant cathedral and they go around and they ask one guy and they're like, what are you doing here? And they're like, well, well, I, you know, I'm building something that I probably won't even be alive to see, you know, and, you know, I think I don't, I really don't care. I'm just doing this. But they go to another guy and they're like, so why are you doing this? And he's like, well, you know, I'm building something that's going to be a part of history. I'm building something that's going to go on beyond my life. And so it really was a matter of perspective. And the, the way the reason they were doing it was different and, 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 and the outlook um, was different. And it really determined or established why they were doing it. And, yeah, no, very similar. Mm-hmm. You're part of something bigger, and that's and that's essentially what you're doing when you're going out to Pioneer Church. And that goes back to the heroes. Yes. The heroes are cleanup teams one, two, three, four, five, back in Mama Church. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's all about perspective. It's some, all about some perspective. Of the pillars, I see what you did there, bro. Some of the Which pillars is. that are sending out, you know, the support. Mm-hmm. 
The givers. That's a are- PR campaign. <laughs> we need more cleanup teams. <laughs> we need more faithfuls to rise up. So no, but you know what? You you're right, and you brought something that is, and I didn't in the moment think about it. You know, but you're right, man. There are people that are faithful that faithful help. over decades. Yeah. You know, but they're still Mama Church. Drama teams, outreaches. Man, Man, God bless, man. You know what it is to go to outreach with 60, 70 people? Hmm. I do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do. But I I have felt just slightly what it feels like to go with just me and my family. Bro, what a a dynamic, man. man. What a dynamic. A world uh, of a difference, man. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, that's a game changer. Like yeah. I, looking back, those times when you, and we take it for granted, we become complacent, whatever. Me, I'm, this is me, I'm, nobody else. And, uh, but remember those times when now I can appreciate the feeling, just how confident going, what, Walmart? <laughs> Buildings, the hood, rich, doesn't matter who, doesn't matter what race, doesn't matter. I'm gonna give you the gospel, bro. I got I got sixty people behind me. <laughs> the power of you know multitudes, right? The power of, now you got. You, I see myself by myself in a parking lot. I'm like, there's <laughs> <laughs> a Cuban guy in the parking lot handing uh, stuff out. <laughs> this guy would be nicer to me. <laughs> before this guy I, will not be afraid of me. Before you're on outreach and like, hey, yeah, we're out here in the neighborhood, but now it's like, hey, I'm out here in the neighborhood alone. No, but if I could say two words, come on, just to be to throw in, and I'll and I'll bring it back to the real basics. Uh, two words come up to my mind are grace and discipline. Yes, grace and discipline. Grace because, listen, you have great grace with yourself, grace with your wife, grace with your kids mm-hmm. to start off every day, yeah. and then grace with everybody. I mean, you're starting with beyond babies. Mm-hmm. These are pre-babies. These aren't even fetuses yet. These are embryos <laughs> in, in Christ, man. We're, mm-hmm. we're literally like, we take it for granted, man. Norfolk, Mama Church, you know, that we get these uh, amazing preaching and and. Pff, we got our kids in Sunday school know more about the Bible than a lot of people you you, you encounter in, in the streets. That's true. I'm telling you. And that's a beautiful My thing kids feel like Bible scholars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remind them, count it a privilege the way you grew up. Yeah. In the church. And those Sunday schools. Mm-hmm. Long, going back, but that's the grace. And then the discipline. That we can become complacent out there too. Yeah, right. And so keep yourself you in gear. That discipline here and right on yourself and and you know your surroundings. So that's you know and and so we we're we're winding down you know and I really appreciate you guys' time mm-hmm. and uh, to take the time and and folks don't know but we are re- we are recording this on Sunday now Monday morning yeah at two a.m. and so you guys are here we just finished breaking bread and. Sitting down and having a good old time, and you guys are willing. So thank you for taking the time. But I, but I just want to reflect on this b- before we close it out. Is that we've been talking a lot about a lot of things that have to do with God and the sacrifice and the discipline and how God can move and how you guys have have not not only given nuggets of wisdom, but also you're you're speaking your life. 
And I'm sitting here thinking, and just to keep the balance in things, that all these things that we mentioned, the different disciplines in the spiritual, man, if you would apply these in any area, mm-hmm. you would be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, when I had the teens, when I, when I was in the youth group, uh, and I've had a lot of conversations to God about the, about this, cause, because I, I took a very, looking back, I took a very humanistic approach to the teenagers, but simply to is get them to see that if you just apply what we do as Christians to your life, you are, you will be a hundred times further ahead than the competition in your life. Yes, sir. And you know, I, to, you know, I would bring the balance on the back end and say, but listen, this is not just for being a good human. It's because, right, we're called, right, to serve. And, you know, Christ ultimately died for your sins, right? Right. And to keep a right heart and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, these things are universally powerful, man. You know, you Mm -hmm. apply them to, to anything. Uh, it'll thrive. Yeah, the universal truths. Yeah, and you know, I I I hear my daughter and a couple of the other teenagers reference those those conversations that you would have with them because it 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 resonated with them on a whole other level um, because you spoke of life. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you spoke of life, but also brought the brought the balance of God in the end, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. Where in the world, it's only it, it's only you know, motivation and, and, oh, you could do this for yourself and you right, could do yeah. that for yourself. Um, but when you bring God into the light, it's like we're not only doing it for ourselves. It's because we do it because God lives in us and brings the best out of us that we're able to kind of be that light. And all other things are affected by this power. Yeah. Which is awesome, man. It's awesome. And so thank you guys, man. I appreciate you guys taking the time. Absolutely. And coming through. Any last thoughts? It's our pleasure. Any last nuggets that you guys would uh Thank you for them? having us. Thank you for having us. Mm. Thank you for being a hero back in Mama Church. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a nugget, bro. Come on, man. Give me a nugget. Huh? Give our listeners a nugget before we uh, close this out. You give us the nugget and uh, Vince will give us the sauce. <laughs> you got it. Uh, look we're all we're all exhausted now we're like i'm done (laughs) mentally expecting a miracle oh okay right okay what if god is waiting for us to line ourselves up with our destiny before you can get that miracle Mm. Mm. that's good he has something for us He, he we're praying we're asking for a miracle we're asking we have an expectancy but God says, God always asks for something first. Annabelle was healed. And I, and, and I was just thinking, what if, what if we would not have gotten things right? Right, right. Oh, man. Because mm. she's been waiting for a long, we've been waiting for, for a years, long man. time. Yeah. For years, man. Really we're waiting for a allergy. long time. But I just wanted to throw that out there. No, that's, that's good, man. Thank you for that. Pastor Ramirez? Vince. <laughs> <laughs> what you got man love you guys i love you guys man just want to mention that i love you guys i love mama church i miss mama church we miss you too vince. Vince. i miss vince <laughs> we miss you too we'll see you next concert <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, the tables have turned, <laughs> brother. <laughs> For the record, I didn't start any of this. <laughs> I'm extremely proud of myself. <laughs> I'm ex- listen. He did, he did it all to himself. It, no. You change, man. Yeah. This stuff changes you, bro. <laughs> this stuff changes you. Uh, so. The Nintendo Switch, man. The Nintendo Switch. My boys have a Nintendo Switch. And um, I got sick and tired of these guys playing the Nintendo Switch because they fight over it. Mm-hmm. I lost, but I lost quick, so I get another turn. Andy's snappy, so he's punching Vince and give me it. Right? So I, I passed the law. I said, you can only play the Switch under two conditions. One, if we're traveling. And two, if it's raining, right? Rainy day, can't go outside. Hmm. You guys can play, right? I like that. So I get home. I get home from uh, work the other day. I pull into the driveway. They're outside. And they're like, you know, they're all excited. Dad's home. But they're but they're like, they're, they keep looking up at the sky. Doing the rain dance. They're doing the rain dance. <laughs> and so, but here's the, I, I caught a revelation that day, man. Hey, how so are I, you? I get, I get out of the truck. And they, they, they go through the formalities. They're like, Dad, it's so good to see you. You know, we do the hugs and kisses, right? And immediately, oh. Dad, it's about to start raining. Can we do it? Oh, my gosh. And Deanna's on the, uh, she's on the front porch. And I said, babe, we've taught the boys how to pray for rain. <laughs> pray for rain. <laughs> I said, but, but then I had the revelation. Man, we've taught them how to have an expectation. Come on. Yeah. Right? These boys have an expectation. They're praying for rain so that they can get what they want. Mm. Right? And so I'll leave you with learning how to pray and have expectations. Come on. Mm. That was good. Pray for rain, man. Mm, yes. That was good. Pray for rain. Oh. Wow, look at that. Pray that for that, rain. That's your next sermon? Uh, uh, we actually wrote that you this morning. You already wrote it? Yeah, oh, we wrote nice. that this morning. Yeah. Nice. It's good. That is just Pray tested for it out on the podcast. That's nice. I got, I got nothing to say after that. Man. That's good, man. We've got, that's, that's a mic drop right there. Yeah. Boom. Bing, 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 bing. But absolutely, we appreciate, like, like, like Ernie said, we appreciate both of y'all being here, especially to the, uh, to two o'clock in the morning. Um, but it was definitely a great conversation and, um, a great way to wrap up harvesters. And we appreciate you guys and everything that you do. Even if you don't think you're a hero. That makes you even more of a hero. Um, and just really quick, a quick plug for anybody listening. Uh, follow us on social media so you can get a lot of the uh, behind the scenes uh, action pictures and a little bit of uh, insight into me and Ernie's life. Uh, follow us at the KTB podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And also, we love to hear you guys feedback. So if you have anything, any topics you'd like to hear discussed, uh Shoot us an email at ktbpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear it. That's right. And with that being said, KTB out. Later. If you like what you just heard and you want to support the podcast, consider becoming a patron. Head on over to patreon.com backslash the KTB podcast and become a patron today. All of your support will go to improving the viewing and listening experience. Thank you for your support. It is much appreciated.